Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. I am, as always, your host, Sonder Bjorn, and uh, with me today I have just Dylan Fox, the Dream. How are you today? Sandre, my guy, I'm so excited, so fired up. This is WrestleMania weekend we're heading up into. We got DDT in America, TJPW in America, Dragon Gate doing a lot of fun things that we're going to talk about today. We've even got some Gleet we brought up the last time, and we're doing it again. Yeah, Man, I'm so happy right now to be talking to you, my friend, all the listeners. I love all you guys out there. I hope you guys are doing well, doing safe. I know that you're all in my hearts and all the wrestlers out there. I'm hoping we have a great show and a great weekend of wrestling coming up, man. Yes. Uh, we are, of course, a podcast all about DDT and Dragon Gate. Uh, we, last week, we talked only uh, DDT we, because we had a five-hour uh, long special Cork and Hall show to review in Judgment. Uh, and it, 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 it was a good, uh, good review. Uh, we... We went on for a long time about a really long show, so I felt we gave a lot uh, of respect to that show. But that... yeah, we did. Can can we just say not just to the show itself, but we got a lot of value, I think, for the listeners. I mean, yeah. we. You tell me one other show that covered that in so much detail. Uh, you know, I say it on my other show, my catchphrase, every single match, but we literally did that, and yeah. I think that. I was really proud of that show, honestly, and I'm very happy that we did it. You know, from every perspective, even if it was a small match, it didn't mean as much to the main events. Uh, we did everything. I thought we had a really good, um, you know, maybe not everyone agreed with everything, but very good perspectives on the show, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so, Yanni couldn't make it this this week, uh, but he'll, he'll pro- try to be here for next week. Uh, but... He he needs a break. He 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 has a lot a lot going on right now. But uh, shout out Yannick, uh, we miss you. Uh, but since last week was all about DDT, we didn't have time to talk about all the big Dragon Gate news uh, last week, which actually was a lot of Dragon Gate news last week. Uh, the biggest one uh, that might not really be that big of a change, but it's still a pretty big one is that last week, uh, on March 21st, the same day as Judgment, Ata uh, left uh, Dragon Gate as a full-time roster member, or as a roster member, and is now a freelance member of the roster. And this is not like uh, Naruki Doi, where he's Dragon Gate wrestler, but freelance. No, Ata has now gone full uh, freelance, which is kind of sad if you wanted uh if you like me wanted Ata to become to do like meaningful things in Dragon Gate because this will probably not do that i like th- this could lead to him not be, be uh, being part of a unit again be, him doing more noah noah full time i definitely see Ata going to mexico sometime if you if he wants to, uh, which I know he know he wants to, but when, like the schedule, makes sense for that. Like right right now he's the GHC uh, junior tag champion, so maybe not right now, but I could definitely see him going to Mexico. 
but yeah, he is now a freelance member of the roster. Um, well, no, he's now freelance, but he still make uh, appearances in Dragon Gate. He has expressed a desire to still do Dragon Gate matches, but not probably not that important matches, sadly. His heart is in being just this... If you listen to my other show, his heart is being in this just horrific Stinger storyline. Uh, one of the absolute worst things that ever happened in the history of pro wrestling. And for some reason, he, he would rather be this terrible worker and somebody who sucks so much instead of being in Dragon Gate where he's actually good. So yeah. for, some, for some reason, he likes doing the other one better. He probably gets paid more. That's probably what it's all about. You know, he's a wrestler in his heart. His heart is not in wrestling anymore. I think that that's what this move has proven. His heart is in doing what he wants, and you can't blame him for that in, in some ways. But just as a fan, obviously, yeah. I would have, I much prefer him in Dragon Gate than in Noah. And unfortunately, this move definitely seems like it's signifying, well, he's freelance, but he needs to do more Noah uh, overall, or yeah. he wants to do more Noah. And I, I mean, mean, why? My God. And probably other places also. I definitely see him doing other places also now. I, uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, freelance is weird. <laughs> I mean, um, I, the thing is, it's just like, if Noah really wants him, it depends on what Noah would want, I, I think, more than anything. Because uh, I yeah. think he's going to be loyal, not just because of the title and the storyline and all seriousness, but because there are people there that are his supporters, like your Nosawas and whatnot, whatnot behind the scenes that probably really want him over there they're probably going to make a play to try and get him into noah full-time uh yeah. you know and it, maybe he won't want that maybe he will want to do some more freelance stuff uh you know hang around you know it, it just depends what these guys mindsets are and who's talking to who who wants who i but i do think i definitely think that there's from what i can understand from what i know there's definitely interest in noah to bring him in yes um i i had this sneaky feeling that this was going to happen ever since that Yoshioka title match at Dangerous Gate last week, last year, uh, where he um, bowed to all sides of the ring and kind of said his farewell. Like that, that felt like a final moment of yeah, I'm I'm no longer going to be in the main event scene of Dragon Gate, and this was my last title challenge. Um, it felt like that, and. And now we see that it probably was that. And even before that, he was really not a big player for a yeah. long time now. In, in Dragon Gate, to yeah. be honest. Like, Ava has been flowing around on the roster ever yeah. since RADs broke up. Yeah, that was the real, I think, the biggest turning point for him. Because they never really went anywhere with that. You know, like yeah. the, the breakup. It's like, well, they became Zebrats, then Ishida just left. And we'll talk about him a little bit later on the show, but he just left. And yeah, Aita he, did, basically... he did gold class for a couple of months, and then he left. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but nothing with R.E.D. Ata. what did he do? Did he go right to Paris del Mall after that? Ata was already a part of Paris del Mall at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he had joined sometime during 2021. And, like, I I think... Like, he wasn't committed to Dragon Gate at all last year, and we saw that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that is why he that R.E.D. storyline with him didn't have any follow-through. 
even though like they, they did a really cool like thing with him and Yoski Santa Maria for a couple of for a month. Uh but it it is sad to see him go because I have always wanted Ata to do something, be like do something again, to be someone important again. Like he uh when I got into Dragon Gate in twenty nineteen, like he was one of the guys that stood out to me because like well First of all, he was like the the partner of uh, Puck, who is like the guy that brought me into Drangate. But like, uh, he was just a standout member of the roster for me, and he was like one of, one I really liked to see and wanted to see him more, you know. And I've always felt that his uh, Dreamgate run was shafted, uh, shafted, and uh, was disappointing because of COVID. Uh, because he won the title right before COVID happened, so it could it could have been like a much better reign than it was, but COVID happened and he couldn't. Uh, Are you yeah. sure about that? I feel like he won it in two thousand twenty. Yeah, he won it. He won it that one of the last shows before uh, the pandemic started. Yeah, because the pandemic started in March and he didn't win it until August. Did he? No. Yeah. No, he won it on. Uh, he won it uh, in February. Oh, he did. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Because cage match says August. That is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, so I, I feel I, like it was. I feel like it was Memorial Gate. Because he had a very short reign, and he let, lost it at the end of that year. That I know yeah. is true because Shun beat him. For yeah. It. So yeah, he won it in August and lost in November. I feel like that's not completely accurate, but maybe I don't know. I I might be re- misremembering things. Yeah, I mean it says he won it at Memorial Gate, uh, in August. Uh, pretty yeah. much. So, um, yeah, Jason Lee and Minoru. I'm looking at the card right now. They beat Hulk and Cosma for that. Yeah, you man. might be right. I I might be misremembering totally. Uh, uh, man, I miss. I was just thinking that man. I miss. Uh, that was like the most I ever enjoyed. Kota Minora was when he was teaming with Jason Lee at that tag time. That, run. that was a good transition into our next talking point of Kota uh, Minora uh, throwing his hat in the ring of the Dead or Alive title challenge, uh, uh, Dreamgate title challenge because. After a uh, house show uh, match, Kiku, uh, Madoka Kikura picked up the win and uh, challenged uh, Shun for the Dream, uh, Dream Gate, but he was interrupted by Kota Minora, who also made the challenge, and they agreed to have a number one contendership match on April 5th in Corken Hall. And the winner will face Shun Skywalker at the Roar Live in May, on May 5th. So that was a quick transition for me. Uh, I'm sorry if you have any more things to say about Ata before we move on. Oh, well, um, Ata, I just wanted to say that I honestly, I was a huge fan of his uh, overall. Um, I think he was a great wrestler as a babyface. I think the heel run, he played his role very well. And he'll be missed. But like you were kind of saying, ultimately, he left now, but he's his heart has been out for a while now. Yeah. Overall. So it's not like it's a big loss to the company. In and my opinion. also... It's not like we are losing this big main eventer because 
Dragon Gate oh. over the past year has made main eventers of the new generation. Yeah, I mean his run was. It's not like there. This is some big blow yeah. overall to him, and he'll still be around somewhat as well. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. It's not like he's retiring or gone forever. But Minora yeah. and uh, Kikuda, I think, is pretty interesting because that's kind of like a meta feud to me uh, yeah. in a lot of ways. Because the main draw of this is that. Minora was basically the centerpiece, not responsible. I think that's not fair because the people behind the company were responsible, really. But the to the fans, to the show, was responsible to took that took one of the better builds to Kobe World and basically made it one of the absolute worst. Yeah, and ruined the whole shows pretty much. Um, so and people are kind of already drawing the line back to this from that, right? Yeah. Uh, so. I think it's very obvious because people... Kikuda is the obvious next choice because he had already beat Yoshioka and you want to go through Decourage as the champion. But now with Minora input, yeah. And Kikuda, when he first challenged for the Dreamgate, it was... uh, He was the youngest uh, challenger of all time for the Dreamgate, first of all. And it was at Dead or Alive versus Shin Skywalker in 2021. And that match was ended after like four minutes because Madoka Kikura got hurt in the middle of the match. Yeah, exactly. And you have that storyline there. Yeah, for it. it is a built um, built storyline that it is like ready for that match. Yeah, too. and now they're threatening to basically ruin all that with Minora uh, yeah. overall. But I mean, I think that's actually a very clever way to stretch this like this Kikuda match to Dead or Alive, pretty much, uh, to extend it with this Minora stuff. Because I'm, I'm pretty confident Kikuda's going to win and then challenge for the title. Uh, but I think this gives you a, a much more satisfying build to that match, like the length of it more or so. Because, you know, yeah. the, the storyline from two years ago is, uh, like, it writes itself. You don't really need to do anything else. It means everything for those reasons. But now with this Minora thing, it gives the fans somebody they that they actively don't want to see and somebody that they are in a reason for this to stretch out to dead or alive. So I think it's actually really smart matchmaking on Dragon Gate's part. From a business standpoint, it's good. From a, a story standpoint, it's good. Kikuda gets a, a big singles win to yeah. challenge in. I think that's something he needs as well. Uh, yeah. And I think that's going to be good for all involved. So I, I like it, actually. I think it's a good thing. And also, both, both these two are coming off a really good a tag league. Like both both of these two had good uh, matches in the tag league. That and of course Kikura and, and uh, Yoshioka was like one of the best teams of the tag league. But Kota Minora has been like he has felt really refreshed ever since teaming up with BB Hulk, which was like an odd pairing at first, but then grew a lot on me and uh, has like fostered into a a run that I really like and. I think Kota Minora could, like, he will play a great heel in this match. And that is all he needs to do. Uh, and, of course, take the loss. <laughs> because, I, I, of course, everything of this will change if Kota Minora wins and faces should. Because that will be a very dead uh, 
main event and it wouldn't fit dead or alive at all it's only dead it's not or alive yeah. it's just dead <laughs> pretty yeah. much uh, but yeah i mean that would be a dick punch more or less if, if it yeah. won uh you know it would be interesting i i guess but not something i don't think many people would rather see over kakuda but yeah uh, Minora, very fun team. I agree with you. I know Yannick was a BB hater, uh, unfortunately, when he was on here. But we both like the team. Uh, w- you know, I've got a yellow rose r- right here, and I'd hand it to BB Hulk if he was right here. But not Minora, though. I'd give him the shaft because he. Oh. oh. Yeah, I'm still not a fan of him. I can't forgive him from Kobe World, unfortunately. You know, that's how yeah. it goes. I I, I hold yeah. grudges, Sandra. That's what that's the difference between me and you. That's why they call me Fox Road Prince Petty. Right here. I'm King Petty right now. I cannot forgive you for last year. It's going to take at least another year, some good performances, and maybe some nachos to forgive you. That is... Because you... That that is the problem with Kota Minora. Like, Kota Minora... uh, Like, he will always have that dreaded build to Kobe World last year to... to drag him down somewhat. For people like people will always go back to that and say that was not the right moment and that was not he oh, yeah. just felt like a because yeah that that sucked like he, he felt like the just the odd man out that tried to force him in <laughs> force himself into the, the the whole thing and it would have been forgotten about if it were any other show except for Kobe world yeah as well yeah. like the the yeah it's kind of like you know like we talked about wrestlemania weekend if somebody craps the bed in wrestlemania unless you know you're married to the boss's daughter you don't usually don't get any other chances uh you know if you got the yeah. other one around you could do it like a million times and they still push you no matter what but in dragon gate there's no situation like that so dragon gate is it a tough spot with menorah but i i think this is like using him in the best possible way because of that yeah. heat it it actually elevates this particular match in this particular scenario. So that's why I think I like it, and it's good. And let's hope that Corgan Hall boosts the crap out of him, uh, crap out of him. <laughs> because we need this Kikura win to be like really big and have him ha- come off as such a babyface. And I think he will do yeah. it. He will make sure, and it all depends on how well Kota Minora does doing heat build and stuff. Uh. Also, some dead or alive news is uh, that UT uh, said in a tweet that he is he is aiming to be back uh, in time for dead or alive. Uh, he said that doctors ha- gave him okay last week, uh, like he he got the doctors okay that he is healthy enough to to soon return return, uh, and that happened last week. So we might see UT back at dead or alive. I hope that he's healthy this time because, of course, last year he came back a bit too early and therefore was sidelined again. Uh, I, even though I don't think it was the exact same injury as the first time, but still. He's a guy that's been missed. Um, never really got any kind of big momentum behind him or anything like that, but a valuable undercarder. And yeah. you could see when they gave him chances in, like, King of Gate, when they had the block formats and he was a part of them. A few years ago, he had some really good runs in there, and I think if he were back in time for that, I think he'd be a great addition. Uh, Yannick, uh, one of Yannick's favorite matches of uh, last year's uh, dra- or whole year of Dragon Gate is UT versus Yuki Oshioka in the King of Gate, uh, which is a really good yeah. match. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was uh, a really good match. But yeah, I, I hope he's healthy enough to come back, and if he's coming back, be safe. <laughs> that is what we learned from Daisuke Rada, uh, who ret- retired at way too early of an age just recently, that you need to... You, if you if you need to be like really safe and don't don't come back too early or something. So I I hope he's okay and if he's coming back I hope he gets some momentum. Maybe a, a inter faction match versus Jason Lee for the uh, Brave Gate that would be cool. Yeah, I'm all for more UT. Uh, see what see what he can do. Uh, since we didn't uh, wasn't able to review any of the uh, Dragon Gate shows that happened last week, uh, we'll mention like the big matches from Memorial Gate now. Um, so Memorial Gate was a fine show. It, it wasn't anything special for me. I uh, I felt the Triangle Gate match at the start of the show uh, under delivered a bit for my expectations of. Uh, Kaito Nagano and Yoshiki Kato this year, and uh, but it was still, it it still had some fire, and uh, yeah. What did you? I think was surprised about by how game? short it was, uh, honestly, as well. Yeah, that was that is also true. Yeah, I just I thought that they there really wasn't any meat to the match or anything to make it even stand out at all. Yeah, um, I, mean, I guess maybe there was some reason behind that. That's why it was the opener in the first place uh, that we don't know about. Maybe somebody had to go somewhere. You know, like uh, not any wrestling related, just a personal deal. Maybe somebody had a wedding <laughs> that w- that they had to get to really fast, and they were like wrestling on the opener to get it out of the way. Um, I don't know overall, yeah. but it was the whole situation was just so weird <laughs> that uh, yeah, the match wasn't anything special at all. But I I think there must have been some kind of underlying circumstance. To- Why was it the opener? Why was it so short? Because you think that would be a main match. If you're going to kick off a match, the show with a title match, you would have had Tiran Shisa, Shisa, not the Triangle Gate. Yeah. Uh, I still felt um, it, this match was 10 minutes long. And it, it, it could have, if it had gone longer the way it was going, it could have been like really, it could have been good, like worth talking about, but nothing, nothing like special to say about it. Uh, I thought Kaito Nagano had and Minora had a had a pretty good last uh, final stretch. Uh, speaking of Tilan, uh, moving on to the other title, the other title matches on this show: uh, Yamato versus Tilan Shisa for the Rio Dragon Pro title. That that was bad. That was yeah. that was actually yeah. <laughs> that was that was really bad. That was one of the worst heat uh, segments that Yamato has had this year, and Yamato has been really good at doing like the the veteran heel this year. But this this was not good. <laughs> I think uh, Tiran Shisa needed to be the one to go to the wedding and just miss the show <laughs> entirely. I think we would have been all better off. Uh, the, this match. Um, Yamato, he's a guy that I've really been impressed by. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, probably for a few months now, to be honest with you. Uh, it wasn't anything I would definitely say to go out and watch, but I mean, look, you're dealing with a totally indie guy. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like a totally indie guy. Like, Yamato. The, yeah. the, 
what the Wakayama crowd couldn't get behind him because they didn't know him. They came, they came yeah. for Dragon Gate guys. They didn't yeah. come for the real Dragon Pro guy, Kinochisa. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like this is a super indie guy in a pretty big spot for him. The crowd wasn't into it. I don't think Yamato could have saved this. Yeah, or and was able to save this, but yeah, it, it, it was. It's like Yamato was working heel, and he's the guy the crowd actually knows. So they were just laughing at him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, after the match, though, Yamato uh, asked Gorkin Mask to be his next challenger, and uh, that match was set up uh, because Gorkin Mask uh, said yes. And I think that match could be really good if we ever see it. It might happen in Rear Dragon Pro, and then we'll probably not see it. But I think that should happen in Gorgon Mask's uh, home area, if he's going to win the title. That's the one thing I will say about this, is I think it's a great thing to have the Rio title in Dragon Gate. It gives yeah. a little bit more spotlight, and hopefully it's something where people will at least remember. Maybe they won't remember this match or remember Shisa, but they'll know that this title is affiliated with the promotion. And, and you know, you get guys every once in a while. It is a beautiful title belt. Yeah, for, especially for like a, such a small company. I mean, hey, I, they didn't spare no expense on, expense on that. I, re- I remember when Ben K was in the States, because he held this uh, last year also. I remember when he was in the States, and a friend of mine who doesn't watch Dragon Gate, uh, or any, like he, does, he has no knowledge of Dragon Gate at all. Uh, he's a Joshi fan, and he was at the West Coast Pro Show. And he asked, he asked me, what is that belt Ben K was carrying around? <laughs> And I said, like, yeah, that that is not a Dragon Gate belt. <laughs> that is a that is a like indie from uh, where they are from. Like, what's it? What's the place they're from? They're Okinawa. <laughs> that is an indie from Okinawa's belt. That it isn't Dragon Gate's belt. And uh, he he was like, oh man, that that's weird because it's a really beautiful belt. <laughs> Okinawa is a really beautiful place, Sandri. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I, I guess it is because every every time people run shows there, they always have like palm trees on the match cards and stuff. That's right. Uh, moving on to the main event from uh, Memorial Gate in Wakayama. Big time. Casey and Big Boss Shimizu versus M3K Mochizuki Junior and Masaki Mochizuki, father and son. For the open the twin gate title, this this was the the match easily the match of the night, <laughs> and oh yeah, <laughs> it is also one of the best uh, Dragon Gate tag matches this year, which has already had a lot of great tag matches this year. But I thought this was such a good match, and um, Mochizuki Junior just continues to be a prodigy of pro wrestling. Every like this, we are soon nearing the one year anniversary of Mochizuki Jr. And he wrestles like this. That is so impressive for me. That he, he that he's still he impress he just feels like such a complete wrestler, and he has only only been wrestling for one year. Uh, like th- in this match, he for the first time ever he did an Ashai moonsault, and I it came out of nowhere and it was awesome, but he did it like spot clean on, and I really like that. What did you think about this match? Oh, I thought this was a really strong match. 
I was so impressed. Like you, I totally agree with what you said about Mochizuki Jr. I mean, this guy is a just... The thing is, this match didn't tell us anything we didn't already know at yeah. the end of the day. We already knew Mochizuki Jr. rocked. We already knew, uh, you know, Big Big Boss Shimizu and KZ were a great tag team. We knew Masaki's still awesome. Yeah. And all of those things got exemplified in this match. But Mochizuki Jr., I thought it was such a good layout of the match and the way they worked it was where Mochizuki Jr. was the really the spotlight guy here. And it was perfect for it. Uh, both teams were so fluid with each other. I thought great chemistry. Just like always, you know, KZ, he's one of the smoothest, cleanest workers in Dragon Gate, you know, just yeah. in the ring. Like, this guy can go up against anybody and make him look special. And then you go up against somebody like Mochizuki Jr., who we already know is special, and these guys just kicked ass. I thought their sequences were great. I thought the match was so good. I thought Mochizuki Jr. looked like a legit main eventer yeah. in this setting. I thought it just accomplished everything it needed to. Really good match. And, like, he, he has added... Um, he, he is doing... Like, every match he's, he has, he does the bridge in German suplex. That he has one of the best bridges on. And, and it's so impressive. But yeah, that, as you said, this match... Go out of your way to watch it. It it probably has been taken down of the Dragon <laughs> Gate Network by yeah. now, but go and find it and watch it if you haven't. Um, after the match, uh, when Casey retained, uh, when Casey and Big Boss Shimizu retained after the match, Shuji Kondo uh, came out, but not in the Shuji Kondo gear we're used to. He came out in a Congo T-shirt because if you did not know. Uh, Shuji Kondo is a uh, member of the Congo faction in Pro Wrestling Noah, and uh, he came out and made a challenge on behalf of Pro Wrestling Noah and Congo that he and uh, he and the leader of Congo Kano are the next to challenge for the Twin Gate, and uh, I think this is cool. This this is a, a very fitting, like. Keno is all over the place right now. <laughs> but they agreed the match. They agreed to the match and uh, Mochizuki uh, Mochizuki came, came out because they asked where can they have this big interpromotional match and Masaki Mochizuki, the ever-present booker, came out and instantly said on my produce show <laughs> in Shinyuki face. And yeah, they agreed. Uh, so on April 4th, uh, on the Mas- Masaki po- uh, Mochizuki, Biden Zero produce, Shuji Kondo and Kano of Congo will make their uh, the challenge for the Open the Twin Gate title versus Big Time Casey and Big Boss Shimizu. And it has been announced that that is the main event of that show. Yeah, what do you think about this? Now we finally get to see. The truth will finally be told. Is this mission of Keno's to win all these tag titles, will it be successful? Yes. Because he lost in the NOAA tag team title match. But he won in the All Japan tag title match. He's the current All Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag Team Champions, along with Minabu Soya in All Japan. Now he goes to Dragon Gate, a third promotion with a 
guy who is very well known for his time in Dragon Gate is Shuji Kondo. Is it going to be one and two or two and one for tag team titles? That's the main thing here. Otherwise, it's kind of random, but the match should be really good. So I'm, I'm very much hyped for I mean, it on that level. We, we knew Kendall was going to be on the uh, Mochizuki produce. We knew yeah. he was announced for it. So it, it just makes sense that they they could put him in an important match. And then the Mochizuki produce show also has a Twin Gate match uh, and not just a bunch of uh, indie matches. <laughs> Like uh, I, I love I love the card of Biodin Zero, but it doesn't have anything of importance on it. That's true. And this adds an important title match on the show, and it's the main event, of course. Yeah, it's a great match on paper. Yeah, and um, I think uh, that should be a good a good main event that that I see can that I see going really well. Uh, so. We also had a Kobe Sambo Hall show, but nothing important happened on that show that is worth mentioning. Uh, <laughs> the The main event was a fine three-way nine-man nine tag match between Seabrats, uh, Gold Class, and D-Courage, but it, all, it only served to, set, uh, service to set up this Madoka Kikura, Kota Minora, and Shin Skywalker thing. Um... So we move on to the previews of the Dragon Gate shows uh, next week because there is three Dragon Dragon Gate shows in the first week of April. Uh, if you didn't know, <laughs> there is a KBS Hall show uh, this Saturday on the first uh, live on the D- uh, Dragon Gate Network. Uh, Gate of Passion, I think it's the night one. Uh, Eight man tag. Uh, I, I'm just gonna run through the card. Uh, Eight-man tag starts off the show. Yamato, Dren Kid, BB Hulk, and Ben K versus Kenki Horiguchi, Susumu Mochizuki, Kagetora, and Takashi Yoshida. Uh, match number two, singles match. Daiki Yana Yaguchi versus Ishin. Uh, match three, Big Boss Shimizu versus Kai. Match four, Ryu Fura and Mochizuki Jr. versus Ben Rita and Kaito Nagano. Match five, Natural Vibes, Casey, Jason Lee, Jackie Funky Kame. Versus Naruki Doi, Yuki Yoshioka, and and uh, Dragon Daya. And match six, a preview of the upcoming number one contendership match in Kurokan Hall later on in the week. Kota Minora and Madoka Kikura teaming up uh, versus Shun Skywalker and Hyo. So that is a KBS All Show in a nutshell. I I only I don't see any of these matches being that standout, but it should service as a KBS social does. Yeah, I mean Kai, Kai and Big Boss could be good if they let it have time, but its placement on the card means it's probably just to be a shenanigans type of match. Nike versus Ishin could be a fun rookie tag, rookie yeah. match. Yeah, and that could be good too. Ryu and Mochizuki Jr. versus Minerate and Kaitanago. That could like the the rookies. The rookies are always why I watch the the Dragon Gate out the smaller shows. <laughs> Um, then we move on to the 4th of April, uh, from Tokyo Shinjuku Face, uh, live on the Dragon Gate Network, Masaki Mochizuki Produce Biden Zero, presented by Lek Corporation. Uh, the Spongeman is, uh, presented this match, this show, uh, and it has a pretty fun, uh, like, freelance card. 
Uh, match number one, tag team match. Yamato and Punch Tobinaga versus Hikaru Sato and Ryu Kawamura. Sato! <laughs> That's what we need. We need more of Hikaru Sato all over the world and all over the world of wrestling. Uh, that is the draw there. Uh, as a match, I mean, you have some goofy people with a punch in there who you would have to think might may take a fall. Uh, but Kawamura is a good worker, but also comedic at times, so it yeah. depends on which side we'll get. And Yamato and Sato, their exchanges should be really good. Do we t- do you think what Hikaru Sato do you think we get we get on the show? <laughs> That's another thing. Like much like Kawamura, he could be goofy indie Sato or serious wrestler Sato. Yeah. Uh, I think with Punch we'll see goofy, and with Yamato we'll see serious. Hell yeah. Uh. Match number two, singles match, uh, Konomawa Ishikawa versus Kushinobu Kamen, the the clown. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this is a goofy comedy match. Yeah, this is <laughs> a goofy good. comedy match. No, nothing more. Uh, match three, tag team match uh, that could very well become a hardcore match. Uh, MK, Susumu Mochizuki, and Yasushi Kanda versus Freedoms, uh, Freedoms members, uh, Yunkusai and Takashi Sasaki. That, uh, if you don't know Pro Wrestling Freedoms, that is a deathmatch promotion. Yun Kasai and Takashi Sasaki are deathmatch wrestlers. You, when you see their bodies, you will see how, mu- how many like glass spots they have taken during their career. And I can very much see this match becoming a hardcore match. Yeah, I mean, they're two of the better guys in that company as well, and Yun yeah. Kasai is a very popular uh, person all over the place. He he might be a big draw for the show just to have him on there. So, yeah, like you said, it'll, there'll probably be some crazy stuff. Somebody's probably gonna get skewered in the head at some point. Uh, if you saw the uh, the All Star Junior Festival, there's yeah. a little bit of that in there too. So expect that in this match, I would say. Uh, match four, tight match. Don Fuji and Madoka Kikura uh, faces uh, Zero Ones, Masaru Tanaka and Takuya Sugawara. Yeah, this should this should be fun. This is a big hoss match. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, may, maybe that's what the thinking was of putting this in there. But interesting names that he's called in for this. How yeah. much Suki Senior that is. Yeah, uh, of course, Masaru Masaru uh, Tanaka has always been good in the Dragon Gate style. Uh, like he, I think Masaru Tanaka always has good matches when he's in Dragon Gate. So I think this this should be fun. Uh, match number five, six-man tag match, uh, Masaki Mochizuki, Mochizuki Jr. and Leona versus Strong Machine J, Fujita Jr. Hayato, and Toro Nohashi. Uh, Taro Nohashi. This, this is a great match on paper when you don't look at Leona's name. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you insult the legacy of the son of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and a lawyer on top of it. That sure. could be slander. You know, in Japan, it's a very litigious society. I think Leona has some legal grounds on us, and I just I hope I don't get roped into anything there. So, <laughs> Leona, you know, I just want you to know that you... I'll tell you something about Leona. And this is something that you can't argue against, Sandra. You cannot dispute what I'm about to tell you. This yeah. man... He wrestles, he does moves, he wears wrestling gear, Yeah. he has good vision, 
he has hands, he has feet, he has legs, he has arms. He has everything physically it takes to be a professional wrestler. And he utilizes those abilities to wrestle in matches. Yes, that is true. Um, of course, the big, the one guy I'm looking forward to this match is not Leona. I am looking forward to Fujita Jr. Hayato. Oh, oh, he's actually good, though. <laughs> yeah, he he is actually a great wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, as you've probably heard on this podcast, because I know I, I've talked about him, uh, Fujita Jr. Hayato is probably like, if he wrestled more, he would be my like the guy I considered the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> because he is just one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, he is so good. And you really should look for- forward to seeing him. And he, been, he will kill Mochisuke Jr. Yeah, I mean, Fujita Hayato is just, just awesome. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way to say it. he's been awesome for uh, well over 15 years at this point. And still is uh, to this day. It will be a, a tremendous addition to the show. Love to see him get on any kind of show of note and do some great wrestling, which he will do here. Yeah. Any thoughts about Taro Nuwaji? Well, look, the thing about him is, you know, Taro Nohashi, he's another veteran of the ring, a very veteran of Michinoku Pro as well, much like um, uh, Fujita as well. Um, He's a guy that's, uh, you know, he's been around for a long time. He's had an interesting career. But as a wrestler, I don't think he's as as great as Fujita, to to say the least. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, he's... I would have preferred if they got someone else from uh, to join uh, Vegeta from Michinoku Pro, but like they got him from Michinoku Pro, which is fine. Like at least they yeah. got the best person from Michinoku Pro, Vegeta Junior Auto. So yeah, he's uh, gonna bring over one of his buddies. Uh, yeah. Pretty much here. Uh, then in the main event, we already talked a bit about it earlier, but open the Twin Gate uh, title match. Big time, Casey and Big Boss Shimizu defending against Kongo, Shuji Kondo, Kondo and Keno of Pro Wrestling Noah. <laughs> so, that is a pretty fun card. I, I've, I'm really looking forward to this show. Who do you think wins the tag titles? See, this is... I could see Shuji Kondo and Keno winning. I wouldn't yeah. rule it out. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like, this big... T- uh, this Casey and Big Boss Shimizu title reign, I thought would have ended like a while ago. I thought Yuki and Kikura was winning the titles. Uh, and like, they of course, they are, they are great with the titles right now. Like, they have had a great run this year. And yeah, I think but I also think that maybe they just want Keno more in Dragon Gate. <laughs> like, if he wins yeah. the Twin Gate, that will mean he will be booked again in Dragon Gate, and that is also that is a win for me because I like Keno a lot. Um, and yeah, Shuji Kondo and Keno should be a good good pairing to win the Twin Gate, and uh, like Keno right now is already hold, holding the All Japan uh, tag titles as you mentioned. Maybe, maybe they may want to make that a storyline that he is holding outsider titles, but not. The title from the company he's in. Uh, yeah, it was really weird because I thought he'd win the Noah titles 
but they went against that in Noah. Yeah. Uh, not not that that was a bad thing because I like their tag team champions a lot right now, as well. But I do think that in this case with Dragon Gate, I definitely think it's possible that Kendo and Kondo win. Uh, just for the reasons you said, if they want to get them on another show, maybe do something for Dead or Alive, have an extra title match on there of note, because it seems like, I mean, let's just be honest, kind of a light card at the moment, uh, Dead or Alive, you know, where yeah. we're at right now. Give that a little bit of a hook. I could, de- I, th- I think I think Keno and Kondo will win. Uh, not that I think it's like guaranteed or anything, but I think if you put a gun to my head and made me pick one, I think I would pick Keno and Kondo to win, but I'm I'm totally like you said, Big Time is a great team as well. So if they win, I have no issues with that. But just for the grand scheme of things, I do think they'll give them something here. I think they'll get a, a run, maybe not a long run in Dragon Gate, but I think they'll appear at least one major show with the tag titles. Yeah, and this is not the first time uh, Kendo has challenged for the tag titles. Uh, I think it was in yep. 2021 he challenged uh, with that, uh, then How, but now he's called Amakusa uh, for the Twin Gate. And I think that was against a Big Boss and someone else that time also. If that I'm... was for those Amazon shows that they did, that weird Money Mark <laughs> show, show that they had yeah. uh, there. Uh... But yeah, you're right. I remember that. Yeah, I, I think it was against Big Boss Shimsu and uh, Honda. Yeah, it was. It was uh, no, it was against uh, Big Boss Shimsu and uh, Susumu Mochizuki. Uh, then uh, Susumu Yokosuka. Yeah, and you see where Amakusa is now. If you if you have been following it, progressing Noah this year, you know that Amakusa is pre- pretty much the MVP of Noah this year. Yeah, he's really great. One of the best junior heavyweights in Japan. Yeah, and that that match was really great, and I felt that I felt that was a good taste of how Keno could be in the the Dragon Gate style. And then then I also felt like maybe they want to do Keno again in for the Twin Gate uh, or win a title in Dragon Gate, and that might happen. Yeah. And uh, then we move on to the day after in Cork and Hall, Gate of Passion. Um, the whole card isn't the whole card isn't that special, but well, I'll run through it anyway. Uh, six man tag match, uh, Gold Class. Uh, I should say this is from did I say this is from Cork and Hall and live on the Dragon Gate Network. Uh, yeah. The Secret Police is also live on the Dragon Gate Network. Uh, but opening the Cork and Hall show, Go Class, BB Hulk, Ben K, and Minorita versus Natural Vibes, KC, Big Bill Shimizu, and Jason Lee. Match number two, Genki Horiguchi and Takashi Yoshida versus Kenirichu Arai and Punch Tuinaga. Match number three, Dragon Kid, Konomawa Ishikawa versus Seabrats, uh, Shun Skywalker, and Yo. That is a weird match. <laughs> uh, match number four, Shuji Kondo and Kagetora versus Seabrats, Kai and he- Ishin. Match 5, Yamato, Kaito Nagano, and Daiki Yanagoguchi versus Don Fuji, Noriki Doi, and Eita. Match number 6, D-Courage, Yuki Oshoka, and Dragon Daya, the original D-Courage duo, versus Natural Vibes, uh, Strong Machine J, and Jackie Funky Kame. Match number 7, tag team match, M- M- M3K, 
in the Civil War, uh, kind of. Masaki Mochizuki and Mochizuki Jr. versus MK Susumu Mochizuki and Yasushi Kanda. And main event, Open the Dream Gate, uh, Open the Dream Gate number one contendership match, Madoka Kikura versus Kota Minora, as we talked about earlier today. Earlier. Um, yeah, what do you think about this card? Like you said, nothing insanely special or anything to to ride home about. It's more like a build-up show for Dead or Alive. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. But the main event has a lot of intrigue, and that's really the match that I think people will zone in on. It. And even me as a fan, that's what I zone in on. Yeah. Just for the intrigue of it. And I think that that match will be able to deliver. And if that delivers, then the whole show is a success, pretty much, I would say. Also, the intrigue of the M3K match is pretty interesting. Because in the build to this match, uh, Mochizuki Sr. has complained a lot about friendly fire from uh, Junior. And Susumu uh, has, has said that he, uh, Mochizuki Sr. should go easier on, the, on this kid because, like, they're both like, he should know that th- accidents happen in wrestling and all that. Right. And, and they, they, they talk about that. Uh, M3K has been weird lately, and the Triangle Gate, uh, they didn't pick Mochizuki Senior for the Triangle Gate match. And Su- Susumu has also asked if maybe Mochizuki Senior doesn't think that Junior deserves all the chances he's getting. And it, it does feel like this could lead to a angle between these three, these four. When we, I have said for this whole year that M3K has an expiration date this year. And I could very very well see uh, M3K ending. Maybe not in this match, but this could be the start of the end for them. Yeah, this storyline's been going on for a little while now. And there does need to be some advancement in it, I would say, sooner rather than later. Yeah. If it happens on this match, that would be a great thing. I think it, you have a lot of different... There's a lot of interesting paths this thing could take as well, because obviously the end game is going to be Misaki versus Mochizuki Jr. And yeah. how they get there could be interesting, because I think you could do it either way, where, you know, for a lot of the times, they really made it seem like, you know, a very traditional, like, punk kid type of storyline right yeah. like he's he's outgrowing his dad and he's kind of getting too big for his britches and you know he misaki needs to teach him something but with the way that they've the story beats that they've had they can kind of spin it off to say like you kind of said with susumu trying to intervene on on junior's behalf yeah and that could kind of take things to where misaki may be the one in the wrong and that may lead to something very surprising which i think would be a very interesting and cool storyline twist if they got to that but that's something i think we're all waiting for if it happens on this show or whenever it happens that's going to get a lot of people talking whenever we see a definitive maybe not split like directly but something that we know is going to lead to it and once it happens that's going to get me you and a lot of people and a lot of dg fans really excited and hyped because this storyline's been really good already and it's just going to get more and more awesome as we get closer to that final match Yes. Uh, and with that, uh, we'll review all three of these shows uh, next week on the podcast because they hate they happen very very early in the week. They're not weekend shows; they're 
they're in the middle of uh, Easter for me, so I I have time off work, so I can watch them live. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, uh, these three shows uh, are the start of April, and probably will be setting up a lot of of the Dead or Alive show. And uh, with that, we move over to uh, DDT, and uh, we haven't had that much. Uh, like special from like we've only had announcements from DDT since uh, our last recording. They had a uh, Shinjuku face show that where King of the King of Gate uh, participants were announced. I haven't finished the show, so I couldn't recommend any matches yet. But I am halfway through it. <laughs> but the King of DDT uh, uh, participants were revealed on that show, and there are sixteen participants. And I'll run through this uh, real. I'll try to be fast. <laughs> uh, Harashima, uh, Yukio Sakaguchi, Kasasara Higuchi, Tetsuo Endo, Yuki Ueno, Shima Katsumata, Sanshiro Takagi, Mao, Chris Brooks, Yunakiyama, Kanon, Naruki Doi, Kotaro Suzuki, Takeshi Masada, and replacing Yuki Naya, who got hurt, Yusuke Okada. Yes! And- and the 16 member, the 16 participant is the winner of the 1st of April qualifying battle between Hideki Okutani, Toyokojima, and Yuya Kuruku in the three way. So, this is a pretty good lineup for, uh, for King of Gate, uh, which is starting on, in May, on the 6th of May. Yeah, King of DDT. Yeah, King, um... yeah. Yeah, see, I'm we're sorry. still in Dragon Gate mode, see, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> secretly. But don't worry, that's coming up too. Very, very there, are, there are very similar names, to be Yes, <laughs> yeah, they are. They totally are. Uh, but we will talk about King of Gate too when that does happen. Yeah. But for King of DDT, yeah, you look at the, this group of people. I'm looking at the lineup right now here myself. Um, you know, obviously, we still have the uh, qualifier match with Okatani, Kojima, and Koroku. Yeah, to to come in there. I'm so happy to see Okada, yeah, finally get in one of these tournaments, which he's been held out of and screwed over, and hated my made me hate my life so many times. Sadly, he was the replacement of uh, someone <laughs> of Yuganaya. That's the unfortunate out. part. Yeah, Yuganaya is out with a knee injury, and like Yusuke Okada should have been in the tournament from the get go. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the bummer, is that he wasn't in there originally. Yeah. But fate has not allowed it. You know, like I said, it's Easter time coming. I think some uh, divine intervention may have happened that, you know, they were trying to find everybody they could to replace Naya. They were yeah. calling everybody. But all of their numbers froze up immediately. Okada was the last one whose phone worked that day that they called. I mean, they tried to get Gorgeous Matsuno in there. His phone exploded. Like nobody knew what happened. Saki Akai, the phone just exploded. The yeah. phone bills have ri- risen in Japan. Look it up. That's a fact, Sandre. They've risen in Japan in the last week because of the amount of phone explosions. And the only explanation that we know is that Yusuke Okada needed to be in this tournament. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, he's probably going to lose in the first <laughs> first round. Yeah. So, but. Uh, it's still a good thing. Yeah, it's still a good thing. So yeah. I'll I'll run through the first round matches on the fifth of May 
I think this is two two days after the uh, Max Bump show in Yokohama Budokan with with uh, Yuki Hino versus uh, Yuji Hino in the main event. Uh, but uh, the opening uh, rounds all like all the first round matches happen on the same day. Uh, on the left side, we have starting off Yusuke Okada uh, facing uh, Kasusada Higuchi, Shinma Katsumata facing the winner of Yuyokuruku Hideki Kotani and uh, Koi Kojima, uh, to, uh, Sanshiro Takagi facing Yuku Sakaguchi, Arashima facing Chris Brooks. So, from the left side, who do you think is winning the left side? This is an interesting one when you look at it. Yeah. Because the two main guys star power right now would be Higuchi and Hiroshima. I think we could agree on that, yeah. right? Yeah. But Higuchi was just a champion. So him getting a title shot, maybe it's a little early for that, you know? Yeah. And it might not be. The last year. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it wouldn't make sense for him to win knowing that. Yeah. Her- Hiroshima was just in the mix. Uh, he was, he lost to Naya right before judgment to you know, determine the number one contender. So he's a guy I think I would point to as at least a, a believable winner from this side. Uh, somebody that you could point to as a worthy challenger, and at least to make the final. I think he's a great, solid guy, too, if you want someone from the other side to win. Uh, I think he'd be the guy. And Yukio, he had a title shot last year in, in Higuchi's reign, but hasn't really been doing a lot of notes since, so if they yeah. want to heat him up, he would be my third pick. You're missing someone. I, Sanshiro Takagi is my dark horse to win the whole tournament. I was thinking about him because we had this conversation on a judgment show that yes. if you want if you want to get something out of him, I think he's a guy like you're at a time where his match with Takeshita was so special and organically emotional and, and everything they got behind that. Yeah. If you want to do something like that, I think now would be a good time for it um overall. I just think the problem with him is I I would have been fine with that, and I, it's not like I'm completely writing it off, because I do think there's merit to that. I think going from Eno to Takagi is not the recipe for a good a good title reign. Like, Takagi, he needs to be in his own, own lane, in my opinion, as a, as a champion. Because and, you're kind of going from yeah. one goofy that guy to another goofy guy. That is a good point. Uh, but then again, I feel... If they want to do this uh, Takagi, versus, uh, Takagi KOD open way title win, if they want to do that, if the plan is to do that and have him face uh, Takeshita in the champion versus champion match, like they teased, this, he is at the hottest point he could be right now after coming off that match. And he is at the most believable point of winning a tournament like this or getting a title shot at this point. I don't I don't think you can reheat him up to be believable to win the KOD title again if he like I they then they have to like mention it 
like a lot. And I don't know. You could you could have it have that happen. Uh, you could have you could save it, but then again, if you also look at the Keshta in AW, it it is pretty likely that he is winning the international title of Orange Cassidy. So, I that is what is bringing me to the Sashiro Takagi might win this tournament. Of course, we still have a month to go until the tournament starts, and we still have Max Bump to go. Uh, but right now, when I look at look at it on paper, he's the one that stands out to me as the most story driven winner. I just think you're making a lot of like so that, there's a lot of speculation in all of that yeah. <laughs> to me. Uh, like Takeshita is not guaranteed to be like he's probably going to lose to Sammy Guevara on Friday, like the match they just set up. I don't really get the sense that they have any big plans for him, to be honest, uh, other than just a guy who's always over. And a, a tremendous performer, and they had a little run with him and Brian in AEW. Like, let's not get that wrong. Yeah. But since then, he's been dis. AEW is a weird company to to yeah. predict their booking in yeah. general. I I can't say I'm I I share your confidence in, in all of these things happening. And I also think a big thing we have to look at if whoever wins this tournament, let's say they win the title, yeah, that person is going to have to main event Peter Pan as yeah. as well. And would they want Takagi for for that? I just uh, man, I mean that's a real hard thing for me to to imagine in my head to be honest. But if they wanted to craft a storyline, like I said, if they have some kind of confirmation that Takeshita will win some kind of title in AEW, yeah. and that's a, they and they've they've been promised that they could build three months out, then yeah, I could see that, and maybe it'll work out that way. Like I said, it's not like it's impossible, but I think. I just, it's hard for me to imagine all that, to be honest it, with you. It, it is. It is. Uh, it is. And, and it'll, it, it's all speculation. We still have a month to go. We it's still Takagi have... we're talking about at the, yeah. at the end of the day as, as well. You know? Yeah. Uh, on the right side, uh, we have Yunakiyama facing his burning fellow member, Tetsuya Endo, the Universal Champion. We have Mao facing Takeshi Masada. Kotaro Suzuki facing Kanan and Yuki Ueno facing Naruki Doi. Who is your favorite uh, to win the right side of the block? I think Mao's going to win. Yeah? I, I, I think he's a guy that's been bubbling under. It's the guy they want. You know, it's like they want him to be a top star. And they have for a long time, ever since the Moonlight Express days, where they tried to recreate oh, the yeah. lovers, kind of. Uh, you know, it's like they want him to be next generation Kota Ibushi. Yeah, and I think we're gonna see this make a step forward now. I mean, I really love the tag work he's doing with Shunma. I think they're a wonderful tag team, yeah. uh, and I actually like Shunma a little better than Mao, just as a, a me as a fan. Yeah, but I think for DDT, he is the guy that they and they need to build people up. Like that's another thing we're talking about. The champion right now is not a hot champion by any stretch of the imagination. It's a, a an outsider who, you know, is not doesn't have what Higuchi had last year. Yeah. The fans aren't rallying behind him. And we're in a spot now where he's facing Eno, who I don't think anybody would think is a hot challenger. I think even <laughs> no. even if you're a Fairmont's fan, I don't think you would you would say that yeah. again. Um, 
so I think that they really need to build people because this title is at a low point, in my opinion, right now, compared to where it was last year and years yeah. prior. And I think they need to build people up. And if you're looking at the young talent, I think he is as good of a, a guy. Like I said, I mean, if it were me, I would love if it was Shunmo or like even Yusuke. I would love. Yeah. But I think for the DDT mindset and the people who run the company, I think Mao is that guy. And I, th- I think he's going to win the block or the, the side rather. Yeah, and it, if he's the ba- the babyface winning uh, this side of the block, that's Mal. But if they want a babyface winner of, if they want a babyface like win in the uh, on the other other side, yeah, like if your Takagi plan comes into play, yeah. they want a heel to go against them. And that heel is Naruki Doi. I feel like if they want to, they will. They can do the outsider heel of Naruki Doi making it to the final and threatening to win the DDT tournament as an outsider and then the DDT hero beating him in the King of DDT final the, if they yeah. wanted to do that that would be a very good babyface moment in Corkin. and uh, yeah but this tournament is in May so we still have like a month to go to that <laughs> I wish so... the champion was like a stronger DDT favorite already because if he was, I could totally see Doi winning the tournament. And I think yeah. I've said this since he stepped foot in DDT that his value should be challenging for the title, like getting a title match out of that. Yeah, and so I, far, I think so far he has won the six man and he has won the universal title. Yeah, and he hasn't made the challenge for the, the KOD. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but that to me is should be his end game in DDT. Like the yeah. the main goal of this run should be him challenging for the title. But it doesn't make any sense with Hino as champion right now. Yeah, I think they they they'd have to get around to some like a fan favorite type of person in DDT uh, to be champion, and then uh yeah. then then have Doi challenge like you said. But because Doi's not really been a heel in DDT as of yet, uh, you know he he's more like a a good guy outsider. Uh, you know, so I would like to see a little bit more of an edge to him, make him more palatable as an outsider to, against people. But I yeah. don't know, you know, overall, I mean, it's interesting. You have a couple of different options. Uh, like you said, if, if that was it, he would be kind of the guy I would go through. I think the Akiyama and Endo match is really interesting to pair them together just because they're the two guys in the same faction. Yeah. Is that going to lead to something down the line? Because that feels like something where you could pl- spin that off into a long term story with Akiyama and Endo, and I think that's something I'd like to see overall. I think Akiyama will win, and that will set up Endo wanting to kind of surpass, you know, surpass his mentor type of deal, uh, pretty much. That could be a Peter Pan match to me. Yeah. Uh, Endo and Akiyama. I think I speculated on that at the, the last episode. And then, like, them putting this match together totally justifies my thinking of that, that these titles could be unified uh, in, in the near future, which I think they should, and yeah. I think that I think that these guys could have a, a great match. Anybody can have a great match with Akiyama at the end of the day. Uh, so I think that's a match that stood out to me. I don't think they'll either of those two will win the tournament, but I think the match, just on a first-round perspective, I think is really cool and interesting. Yeah. On, on a personal on a personal wish, if I, if I were to book this tournament and to have like my favorite final, it would be Higuchi versus Akiyama because I love their... All their matches with each other. Yeah, Higuchi, baby. And then Higuchi winning again. <laughs> well, that's the but, thing. It's like without the title, I really think that they 
had a really cool thing to do with him and Nakatsu as a, as a tag team. But yeah. now I, I wonder what what is his future? I wonder. A guy who had so much. Yeah. Notable that Nakatsu isn't in this match. In this, I know. Yeah, 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 in the tournament. Yeah, that is a bit disappointing. Uh, I really liked him in, in that match. I thought that was the best match yeah. on the whole show. Yeah, same. Uh, and we move on uh, to, as you mentioned earlier, we are in the. This is the first day of WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> They're like big WrestleMania weekend is of course the. Everyone is running shows in Los Angeles right now. And DDT have announced two shows in Los Angeles. One is tonight uh, in the, on, the, on the 30th. DDT goes Hollywood. Uh, so I'll run through the card. Sake Kai versus Vert Vixen. Uh, Pheromones, uh, Yuki Eno and uh, Dungeon Dino. Versus Sanshiro Takagi and AEW's Michael Nakasawa. Uh, Kazusara Higuchi and Takeshi Masada versus Andrew the Giant Everett and Nick Wayne. Damnation TA, Daisuke Saki and Kanon versus Yuen Akiyama and Eddie Kingston of AEW. Uh, Shunma and Shunma, Shunma Katsumata and Mao Shunmao versus Chris Brooks and Yoshihiko. Tetsuo Endo versus Yo- Joey Janela. And in the main event, Kanosuke Takeshita versus Yuki Ueno. This is a pretty good card on paper. Yeah. You know, it kind of, kind of got you thinking now that he's there on that show. I wonder why they haven't brought back Andrew Everett to DDT, because I thought he got over yeah. when he came in last time. Of course, Nick Wayne has been announced to go to over to uh, Japan soon. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Andrew Everett also went back to Japan. Yeah, I thought he got over pretty well. Yeah, he he was. Uh, but yeah, this uh, the, this is live on Fight TV, and uh, if you are a Fight Plus member, you can watch it. Uh, it you don't without paying any extra. And actually, right now there is a Fight Plus uh, free trial for seven days, so you can sign up and then well sign unsubscribe after the week is over. <laughs> For to watch this show for free, basically. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, I yeah. think that the Takeshita and Ueno match is obviously the one that, from a wrestling perspective, we're most excited to see. Yeah, uh, they have the stuff with the pheromones, and uh, Yoshiko has a match, and they're gonna have a crazy match with uh, you know Shun Mao. Yeah, you get you get AEW representation with Eddie. Uh, you get you a mean, women's match. Teaming with his favorite wrestler, you know, Kama. Yeah, you get a women's match on there. Uh, you know, Vert Vixen, uh, one of the better, you know, India. Yeah, she is. Know, she women. is pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's one of the better women's talents in the U.S. I would say. Yeah, uh, big fan of Vert Vixen. So uh, you're just a talent. So I think that that's going to be a good match. Apparently, Tetsuo Endo forgot the Universal Title at home, so no, no threat of Joey Janela uh, winning the Universal Title. <laughs> Good, <laughs> good uh, on that end. But yeah, Indo, uh, you know that's a that's a politic move right there that that Indo did. He, he made sure I can't left. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny though if they had like a fake title, like made on a cardboard or something? They 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 could give him out there. That seems like a fun DDT gimmick. Or you yeah. carry like the wrong title, just just take somebody's title that's in WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, 
this this show should be fun. We'll we'll talk about at least some of the matches on this show, I think, next week. Uh the other show DDT is doing this weekend is GCW versus DDT. Game Changer Wrestling versus D- uh, DDT. This show, this card is not that good, <laughs> in my opinion, because I'm not a big fan of the GCW roster. Uh, Los, uh, but I'll run through it. 8-man uh, tag, uh, Los Man- Machinos, Gringo Loco, Alec and Alec Price. Uh, versus Sanshiro Takagi, Daisuke Sasaki, Kanon, and Takeshi Masada. So Los Machinos is probably a tag team. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Los Macizos. That's uh, Cyclope and Miedo Extremo. Uh, they're like oh. deathmatch guys. They they wrestled in Japan uh, oh. at certain points. Uh, you know, but yeah, th- these are all uh, Gringo Loco. That's like you know, crazy white guy <laughs> in Spanish. Yeah, uh, which d- describes his uh, describes yeah. his persona as well. Uh, but yeah, that. I mean, Miedo Extremo is like a really good wrestler too, by the way. Uh, you know, I've, I've, he was a luchador, like, a, like obviously. I mean, obviously, like they're, they're, they're yeah. Los Masitos. but like they're they're luchadors. They're really good. Uh, they, like this is probably could could turn out to be uh, a good showing for them, even though I don't think the match will be good because you yeah. you know who is on the other side. So yeah, this is a weird point where Daisuke is where. The DDT talent might bring the match down. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have Second Gear Crew, crew uh, One Called Manders, Mans, and Mans Warner and Matthew Justice. I know them. I know Mans Warner and Matthew Justice. Uh, versus Chris Brooks, Shunma Katsumata, and Gun Pros, Mizuki Watase. That is pretty cool. Mizuki Watase. Uh, I didn't really know that he was booked uh, book during the. Uh, John Pro represent, baby. Yeah. Uh, then Homicide and Tony Deppen versus Burning, Yunakiyama, and Tetsu Endo. Um, that could be cool. I like Homicide a lot, so. And I think him and Yunakiyama could do some really good stuff. Homicide, I mean, he used to be really great. Yeah. You know, in his day, he's just old now, yeah. pretty much. But uh, Akiyama's old too. So if, they, if you're going to bring the old guy intensity, bring it. Here, you know, yeah. find that youthful spirit, much like Guy Sensei once said. Uh, then we have Joey Janela versus Yuki Ueno. Fine. Uh, Cole Radwick versus Yoshihiko. Uh, Busi, uh, which is Effie and Alicatch, <laughs> versus uh, Pheromones, Yuki Sexino and Dandy Dando Dandy Dunch. Yeah, this match actually fits. This is the one match that fits the most because. It is two sex gimmicks versus each other. <laughs> They're basically, That's true. <laughs> they do the same thing, which is creep out everyone watching. So, it fits. Then we have Dark Sheik versus Saki Akai. Uh, I like Dark Sheik. She's a uh, good one. Kazusara Higuchi versus Blake Christian. And in the main event, the Moonlight Express, you mentioned them earlier, Mao and Speedball Mike Bailey versus the East West Express, Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne. So yeah, what what do you think about this GCW versus uh, DDT show, bro? GCW, that is my shit, bro. This is what I want in my wrestling. GCW for life, baby. 
it sucks. Overall, like I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Overall, like this show is just like I think the Higuchi and Blake Christian match could be really good. Uh, yeah, you know, I think like the, that's something. I think the Moonlight Express versus Oliver and yeah. the match could be really good. Yeah, those two matches could be good. I think the Yoshiko match, uh, Yoshiko match, could be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, overall, even if it's Cold Radrick, I mean, it's Yoshihiko, so it's hard to not have an entertaining match like with Yoshihiko because the expectations are so out of whack and insane that it's going to be a crazy match. Everybody knows what it's about. Uh, the six man could be good too with, with Watase and Shudma and Brooks. They're going to try. There's going to be a lot of effort within that match overall. Uh, I'm not saying it'll be a great like, you know, match that everyone remembers forever, but I think the effort will be high there. And there's a couple of guys who may want to bring their A game and stand out and step up. Even somebody like a Janela versus Ueno, this is going to be his, like, his big chance, basically, of, of the weekend. So, yeah, the potential is there, even though I think that, you know, GCW is clearly not something that I'm a huge fan of at all. Like, the DD card, DDT card the day before is way better. Um, so. <laughs> well, that has to catch it on it. So, it's, yeah. Like, like clearly they have like the best worker by by leaps and bounds at, at this moment on there, so that's always going to be a hard thing to overcome. Yeah. But for their audience, I mean, you know, GCW DDT, I can't completely trash what they put together. I I think it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could it's have not... been a lot worse than this. <laughs> yeah, you know, overall, and you know, like I said, I think that's the one thing that you have over, uh, like this show, like the DDT show has over that one. But I wouldn't say one is way better than the other, honestly. I think they're both kind of similar. And this one, you get the gimmick. I think Moonlight Express joining up is like a unique drawing point. That is you a get, draw for me. Because yeah, I you really get, like them. You get Higuchi in a singles match, uh, yeah. you know, there, which uh, the DDT show doesn't have. Uh, yeah. You know, so there's stuff, like, there's strengths to the show, honestly. like the, So I, I think it could be all right, but there's going to be some stuff that I don't like, which is basically DDT in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that is WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we'll mention some of it next uh, next week. And I think we have a, a... Not we, this podcast, but the Five Star Network has planned a Five Star Summit to, to kind of talk about all the indie shows during this weekend. All the non-WrestleMania shows during this weekend. Uh, so that should I I know I I kind of pitched that to Scott so I I will probably be one of the main guides on that show on that summit so look out for that during next week I think mm-hmm. and then we move on to uh, close uh, this show we talk about some Gleet uh, because they had uh, a show last week on the twenty first also just like. DDT because it was a national holiday, but they taped the show from uh, Osaka Gorilla Hall. Uh, this show had two title matches that are worth mentioning, uh, which is first uh, the G Infinity title match of Boko Orchestra Shek- Shimitani and Hayato Tamura uh, challenge uh, defending against El Lindemann and Somo Watanabe. I thought this was one of the best G Infinity title matches 
since the title became a thing. <laughs> yeah, I like this to me for a singles match has to be among the best in Cosmo's career. You know, I if not oh, the best. I'm I'm speak I'm talking about the Infinity title, the tag title match. Oh, the tag titles. Yeah. Oh, I mean that title's been screwed up from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's see the Infinity title. I th- I thought it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. I I really liked that match. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think it was as good as. I, yeah. I actually thought the UWF tag title match, the tag match was better than, than that one. Uh, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, you know, you yeah. had a. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about some matches we've had with the Infinity title, pretty much. Cause I, I definitely remember non, the first one. Non stand out to me, but this. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I feel I feel the same. I, I don't think this was like anything I'll remember like in no. two months. But I, it might have been better than some of the other ones. But it, it was yeah. good uh, but, overall. As you mentioned earlier, the big thing about this show was the Jiggy Rex title match of Kaito Ishida defending against Cosmo Sakamoto. And as you said, Cosmo Sakamoto's best singles match ever. Yeah. And, I, and I've watched this guy for a long time. Yeah. You know, he, he's a K-Dojo original, people. Yeah. Out there. It, it, former WWE superstar, in fact. Did he have uh, any matches in WWE that were like te- televised? Uh, I mean, listen. I think if if there's nothing about me, it's definitely that I'm a Lord Tensai historian. <laughs> right now, I know everything about that, but I just I can't remember him having any singles matches. I think he was oh. more like a manager. Yeah, he was the manager uh, of Lord Tensai. Yeah, <laughs> of all yeah. people, him him being the manager yeah. is, is very funny. But yeah, from there, and he's been a guy who's been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's done a lot of stuff. He was a DG for a long time. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a good one. This, this match was a tribute match to uh, R.E.D. Because both yeah. members, both both wrestlers were part of R.E.D. and uh, have been part of some of the memorable moments of uh, R.E.D. and Dragon Gate. Yeah. And I would say this, like, Cosmo looked so good in this match. And Kaito Ishida just, of course, always is great, but he really, like, felt, like, at his best in this match also. Yeah, I thought this was one of the more intriguing matchups on paper, uh, just because, like you said, it had the history to it, the R.E.D. stuff, uh, and I thought it was a match where, you know, I don't think anybody thinks, uh, you know, Kazma is this great, great wrestler who everybody loves. But he's yeah. proven before. I mean, he had a run in Noah a few years ago where he's teaming with Sugera, and they had a couple of great matches, like really, yeah. really strong stuff. Uh, and it showed that he could go in there. And I mean, Ishida's proving to be like a great champion, in my opinion, like really good choice for to be the champion. And I thought this was like this to me was one of the better title matches in Gleet history, like yeah. you know that that I can remember. Easily, and something that should also be mentioned for the Dragon Gate historians is that they. These two are former t- twin gate champions. <laughs> he should have had so much upside in Dragon Gate. And it's so yeah. good to see him like cash in on that. Even though it's it's in Gleet instead of Dragon Gate, I think he's like proving that he is championship material with this title reign and with this match specifically. It's like, whoa, this could be great. And now with uh T Hawk coming in, that match is gonna just blow the blow the roof off in my opinion. I can't wait to see yeah. what happens with that. Uh, that's such a cool matchup on paper. Tiox's been away from the title this whole time. Now he finally gets to do something. 
So and, yeah, yeah. A- after the match, uh, and the it was a very heartfelt like match where you really felt for Cosmo. But after the match ended, uh, after Kaito Ishida had had this closing promo, T Hawk just suddenly appeared <laughs> and slapped the <laughs> and slapped slapped the shit out of him, and it was such an awesome title challenge. Uh, and yeah, they set that up for Cork and Hall on the twelfth of April. Which is also the show where the UWF, the next UWF uh, tournament matches will be. Yeah. So this, 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 like, Gleet finally, like, this match was what Gleet needed this year to, like, start building some momentum again. Oh, I totally they, agree. Because, like, they, they have had no momentum for the, ter- the first three months of the uh, year. And having this match be as good as it was just meant that it gave them even more momentum. And it made, it made me really hyped for the Cork and Hall show, which will be their first Cork and Hall show of the year on, in April. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're a company that's really lost something over the past, not just this year, but I think really the last year in general, like in 12 yeah. months, I think that yeah. God continue, that's been a steadily decline. Uh, and we've seen them. I think the UWF tournament was a really good show and a good start towards something. And I think definitely this match, like with Ishida and Cosmo, I think that got a lot of, of praise to it. A lot of people wanted to check it out. And there's been good matches before in Galit, don't get me wrong. But I think it feels like they're finally getting on a good track to where they can find themselves as a company again, which I think is a big thing they lost uh, after a while. Uh, and I think they're doing some good stuff right now. I mean, the whole show was pretty good. Like I said, I really loved the UWF match. Uh, with Aoki and Izuka versus Izuchi and Ikemoto. Yeah. I thought that was well worth watching. Uh, the Strong Hearts match was really good too. You got to see some Commander in there. Violento Jack, more freedom rep- representation. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got an interesting group of guys on there. And even the girls too. I'm, I'm a huge fan, obviously, of, um, you know, Fukuda, but she wasn't on this show. But she, uh, they had the other, they had Hosokawa and Miyagi. Uh, and yeah. Unagi was there. That's right. Yeah, like see, even Unagi shows up wherever you have a promotion. Yeah, that is also a match uh, set for the April twelfth. Korkin is Michihiko Miyagi versus Unagi Sayaka from Starum, uh, formerly of Starum. Yeah, she's everywhere at this point. Sayaka, she, 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 she's she, on the screen. <laughs> Unagi, Unagi Sayaka is the is the Eta of Starum. <laughs> yeah, it's she's full circle to what we talked about earlier. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And uh, just like when the, she was in all Japan earlier this month uh, on there, she, she's there. She is the draw of these shows. The fans follow Unagi around wherever she goes. And yeah. now she has a little bit of a run in, in Gleet. I take on Michiko Miyagi, formerly Cassandra Miyagi uh, as well, and Andres Miyagi in Stardom as well. So uh, it's a, so, like Stardom matchup here. Miyagi has said that if she can't beat Unagi Sayaka, she will leave Gleet. Uh, so, spoiler alert, that will mean that she will beat Unagi. <laughs> yeah, she will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, Gleet is picking up momentum right now. Um, I think I, the, the great Cosmo and Kaito Ishida match is the starting point of that. Uh, yeah. And I hope they can keep it going, because the on paper, the April 12th Corkin looks pretty good. So... We'll probably talk about that also sometime during April. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
with that, this has been a very eventful episode. Uh, we've talked about a lot. <laughs> Uh, any final things you want to say? Shout out to the listeners. Hope you guys all have a great WrestleMania weekend. Uh, check out my other show, Eastern Lariat, uh, talking about all kinds of Japanese wrestling. Our latest episode, me and Striga, on cagematch.net. We're talking about all kinds of... We talked about Dragon Gate. We talked about DDT. We talked about New Japan, All Japan, NOAH. I finished up Stardom, Tokyo Joshi Pro, even Big Japan. We got a little bit of everything on there. It was uh, catching Striga back up because he hadn't done an episode in a while, so... Uh, lots of fun stuff on that show. I think if you're any kind of fan, there's something for you on that show. So check it out and uh, keep following along with the dramatic Dream Dragons and the Five Star Network. Got tons of great shows on here. Cool stuff lined up for WrestleMania weekend. And check out Sandre on the Summit. I think there's going to be a lot of great wrestling to talk about this weekend. Oh, yeah. And with that, I, I thank you for listening. Uh, have a, have a, Dylan said, have a great WrestleMania weekend. This is a national holiday for us wrestling fans. A global holiday, almost. And until next time, as always, be ready, wake up, and go! Wake up and go!